This is a Federal News Network podcast. For the General Services Administration, the surge in contracting in response to the coronavirus pandemic and now the fourth stimulus bill, well, it's business as usual. Even with activation of its emergency acquisitions group and some new authorities, FAS is striking the balance between helping HHS, FEMA and other agencies and pushing forward with modernization initiatives. Julie Dunn, the commissioner of the Federal Acquisition Service, spoke with executive editor Jason Miller in her first interview since becoming commissioner. Things that we're seeing a lot of demand for, you won't be surprised to hear, some medical equipment, some hand sanitizer, some masks. You know, the N95 masks are in great demand, and it's hard for everyone to get a hold of those, including us, having a little bit more luck with surgical masks. Um, We're also doing a lot in the IT world. Uh, in terms of trying to support other agencies with telework capacity. I can tell you, for example, we were able to help the uh, Small Business Administration procure over 3,000 laptops, and those are were delivered in kind of half the time. Um, and that was due to the team really stepping up and, and being on it and being agile about how they procured these things. And, and those will go to, like I said, support telework and, and some of the responsibilities that the SBA has under the CARES Act. Pull the string a little bit on this medical equipment. Not not surprising, as you said, but is, is that coming off the schedule mostly, or is it through the VA schedules? How is it being bought, generally speaking? A lot of the things that agencies, as you know, the VA runs some of those medical equipment schedules. We also run the schedules for a lot of the personal protective equipment, including cleaning and sanitizer and that kind of thing. Early on, we did some, you know, we provided a list of vetted vendors so that, you know, customer agencies knew where to go for some of those supplies for cleaning. And we get a lot of requests from FEMA, for example, saying, hey, we need to get gloves and sanitizer wipes and, you know, some gowns and that kinds of thing because we need to get it out to the people in need. So it's it's been all over the map, um, I would say, mainly through the schedules, but also some other vehicles as well. And from a sense of time to award, getting it through the schedules process, How's that been looking? I mean, your folks the, who are the contracting officers and, and those who haven't you know, are working with customer agencies versus those contracting officers that maybe are working for FEMA or for another agency that have been delegated authority. How's the pressure been on your folks to, to really get things out the door more quickly? Our folks have really stepped up. I mean, they, they recognize the need. They, they hear, you know, from our customer agencies who are looking for things. And I I can tell you, for example, I I know of at least one instance where very quickly we were able to get some supplies for the Navy hospital ships, Comfort and Mercy, before they deployed. I think we procured some reagents and that was done in record time. And that was due to the hard work of a lot of our, you know, our, our contracting professionals. So I think time to award, we're just kind of stepping up. We understand the urgency and we're trying to, you know, support other agencies like DOD and the like who are on the front lines of things. So time to award, I think we're doing a pretty good job in it. And it's due to the hard work of uh, the Federal Acquisition Service. There's a lot of interest in helping out. You're getting a lot of vendors. I mean, that's the other piece of this because you guys also have a close relationship with the vendor community. What are you seeing from them? We are seeing vendors really step up. Our folks, you know, our case organization, they've been very proactive. We are kind of keeping an eye on some of the supply chain issues. I can tell you one example on the the schedules. 
and and it and this is actually a direct result of some of the mass consolidation reform. We had a 3D printer vendor come to us and have a conversation and you know how can we help in terms of what we can supply for COVID-19? And they told us about some products, for example, face shields and some um, masks, as well as some hands-free door opening aids. And we were able to quickly get those products onto the schedule. And they did the, I, I can't remember the timing exactly, but they did a mod that was done in record time. I, I want to say like in a, a day or 48 hours or something to that effect. And also kind of a lot of the vendors that are providing the cleaning supplies and sanitizer, we are keeping tabs on them, what they have and what they don't have. Same with um, in the IT world, like, for example, laptops, we're ca- talking to our vendors and saying, you know, what do you have? How can we be helpful? And, and that kind of thing. So we're really trying to um, keep tabs on what's going on in that regard. I imagine the biggest uh, request so far is the uh, cameras that if you don't have one on your laptop, the uh, cameras you can USB into your computer so we can all do Zoom video or the uh, we all can do VTCs these days. Uh, That's what I've heard is uh, high demand but but low supply right now. I should step back a little and say, you know, part of responding to the COVID-19 crisis is, is we did activate our emergency acquisition group. They have been kind of the centralized point. Um, for sort of managing the requests and and having kind of full visibility while leveraging the expertise in the various regions. The emergency acquisition group, walk me through what that means when you activate it. Is it people who do acquisition every day, but now they're being pulled into the COVID? So the emergency acquisition group, they're sort of familiar with kind of the emergency planning process, pandemic planning. They have the relationships with FEMA, developed even more of the relationships with HHS through the public health emergency we kind of pull in other contracting officers uh, to help some that, I mean, some of it is, you know, it's, it's kind of regular acquisition, but more expedited in some ways. So it's just kind of knowing what to do. Some of the more experienced folks were able to pull them in and, and they're able to help out with some of these buys. And, and we have other folks throughout the organization that are, you know, they manage those product areas, like, for example, you know, the sanitizer and the cleaning. Um, so they know that market. So they're able to kind of step in and, and help kind of vet the vendors and make those lists available for for customer agencies so they know where to go. So it's sort of a centralized spot uh, in terms of the emergency acquisition group, but they are they have reach out capability. Um, and we do have a group that's sort of specialized in terms of, you know, contracting officers who are used to some of the more expedited buys. And I imagine that when you talk about something like cleaning supplies, it's not something that everyone knows, you really probably have to be really up on, okay, well, which vendors provide it? What's the supply like? I mean, one of the interesting things that we've seen is there's not a surplus. The old days of big depots where you could just go, okay, we, we have a million rolls of toilet paper, okay, now get it out the door. That just doesn't exist anymore. So you have to know where the, who the vendors are and how to vet them. I imagine those are the key people, those subject matter experts to making the acquisitions go more quickly. Right. I will tell you, we, we have had requests for toilet paper. <laughs> so there, there's all sorts of things that, uh, I, you know, every, I, I've heard this from other folks. Every day I'm at TSA, I learn new things. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, a lot of the cleaning supplies and the sanitizer, everybody across the country, uh, you know, there's demand for it. And, and we recognize that. And we're trying to satisfy that demand. Uh, one of the things we've learned is, finding some of these cleaning supplies that are TAA compliant right now. 
is difficult. So part of what we've, we kind of did the market research, we kind of came up with the factual basis for saying, you know what, for a temporary period, we're going to have a, a TAA waiver in place so that we can broaden the supply base and try and find uh, some of these cleaning supplies. So we just recently put that in place in terms, but it is a temporary waiver, but it's meant to you know, satisfy the demand in the, in the midst of this crisis. Julie Dunn is commissioner of the Federal Acquisition Service at the General Services Administration. Check out Jason's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Dream Sember sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on Sealy. Only at Mattress Firm. Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.